Good morning, everyone. This is Rob McDougall from Zang Financial with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, October 17th, 2022. As always, we're going to take a look at economic data that was released last week, take a look at how the markets reacted to that information, and then talk about some of the data points that will be released this week. So last week, in terms of economic data, we can break that down into three buckets. Inflation, retail sales, and consumer sentiment were released last week. And I would say the economic data was mixed, but the markets were definitely negative. So to begin with, we had the U.S. Producer Price Index released uh, last week. It came in a little higher than expected, 8.5% year-over-year increase. The consensus expectation was 8.4%. I don't think there was a big move in the market related to that. In fact, I know there wasn't. However, the next day, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, was released. The markets reacted very negatively. The expectation was year-over-year increase of 8.1%. It came in at 8.2%. Maybe worse, uh, the CPI core, which is X Food and Energy, The consensus was an increase of 6.5% year-over-year. It came in at plus 6.6% year-over-year. So the real culprit in the disappointing CPI numbers uh, is the shelter number. So in total, shelter uh, is about 33% of the CPI. Uh, It had been rising, uh, but accelerated last month. So the prior month, the, that component to the CPI was up 0.5%. Uh, last month, uh, the shelter component, again, 33% of the total CPI, that was up 0.7%. So it is up 6.6% on a year-over-year basis. Now, given that is sticky, that is rents and real estate prices don't change quickly, Um, The expectation is that portion of inflation will not roll over quickly. Clearly, oil, food prices, those can change pretty dramatically, pretty quickly. You won't see that in the shelter component. So I don't think we can expect a return to the sub 2% CPI numbers that we were running pre-COVID because of the shelter component. So... A positive negative data point from last week, the bad news is good news, retail sales came in flat month over month. If you look at the last three months, it is basically flat. That is good for inflation. So the retail sales ex-auto, that came in a little higher than expected, 0.1. The expectation was a negative 0.1. However, again, you just take it the last three months, you look at those together, No increase whatsoever of retail sales ex-auto. Last data point last week that was positive, the uh, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. You may recall this bottomed in June, worst reading ever, 50. We've had now four consecutive months of month-over-month increase. It came in uh, for the month of October, 59.8. The expectation was 59.0. So that was positive. So... How is third quarter GDP? What is the wrap up for that? Well, it's going to be released in just a couple of weeks. The Atlanta Fed updated their uh, estimate for third quarter GDP. They 
Took a small cut to it last week, but very minor. So the Atlanta Federal Reserve believes third quarter GDP for the U.S. was a positive 2.8%. You may recall the first two quarters this year, both first and second quarter, negative real GDP growth. So if it comes in anywhere near that positive 2.8, then clearly the discussion about recession will be put to rest, hopefully for another quarter. Now, one thing we talked about last week was the OPEC 2 price cuts, or the OPEC plus uh, production cuts that were announced two weeks ago. We mentioned that uh, oil prices shot up, and it did put a little bit of a dent in our uh, expectations for the reduction in inflation, the CPI number, in the coming months. However, very interesting, the markets adjusted so quickly to this Um, So last week, one week after the production cuts were announced, uh, WTI oil, West Texas Intermediate, shot up 17%. However, when you look at it now, the day before the production cuts were announced, the WTI was at $86.47 a barrel. As of today, that's down to 85.61. So from just before the OPEC cut to today, Oil prices actually down. So our expectation continues. We expect that oil energy component of CPI, which flows through to goods and services, to keep decreasing in the coming months, which will be a tailwind for inflation to fall. So inflation expectations, last point uh, from last week. The expectation for inflation over the next 10 years, the 10-year yield and the 10-year treasury minus the 10-year tips, that rose a little bit and went from 2.27% to 2.41%, but I think we'd all agree, 2.41% inflation average over the next 10 years sounds pretty wonderful. Last thing as we look uh, ahead to next week, S&P earnings started last week in earnest. 35 companies in total reported third quarter earnings last week. I would say it was slightly positive. Uh, 69% of those companies actually had above consensus earnings for the quarter. However, when you look at the a normal quarter and the percentage of S&P companies that beat estimates, that's actually below the five-year average. So the consensus estimates have been coming down for third quarter S&P 500 earnings growth in the quarter. As of this morning, the expectation now is S&P earnings growth in the third quarter, 2022, that's down to 2.9%. So wrap up last week's uh, information with how the markets reacted, already prefaced it, very negative week in the market, uh, very much related to the CPI disappointment. The S&P 500 last week was down 1.53%. The international stocks were right in line with that, down 1.49%. The one that does stick out is China had a very tough week, down another 6.2%. But uh, because of the inflation going num- uh, number going up last week or being above expectations, uh, yield rose on both the two-year and the 10-year. The two-year was up 18 basis points. The 10-year was up 11 basis points. Therefore, bonds again last week were very negative. And on a year-to-date basis, the Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Bond, the Bellwether Index, is now down 15.8%. 
last thing on returns uh, last week and on a year-to-date basis although it was very negative last week value stocks which we like and bias our portfolio towards uh, outperformed u.s growth stocks last week down 4.3 percent u.s value stocks were actually up 0.63 percent so for those of you keeping score on a year-to-date basis u.s u.s growth stocks down 38.7 percent U.S. value stocks down 10.89%. So economic data in the upcoming week, Wednesday and Thursday, we'll have information release. It's all housing data. We would expect those numbers to be going down, of course, because mortgage rates have been skyrocketing since the beginning of the year. So on Wednesday, we have housing starts. Consensus estimates, 1.465 million. In the month of August, that number was 1.57 million. So a decrease of about 110,000 expected uh, for the month of September. Uh, Building permits, that's actually expected to rise slightly from last month. Uh, The consensus is 1.55 million. In August, that number came in at 1.52 million. Existing home sales, that is expected to be down. The consensus is 4.7 million. Last month, there were 4.8 million existing homes sold. So that's it for the economic update for this week. Last thing, as we've been mentioning, we have been doing our client events. This week, we're gonna have two events, a lunch and a dinner in Detroit. The following week in Ada on October 26th, we will have a dinner. And then for those of you that haven't been able to attend or would just like to uh, see a recap, we will have a Zoom presentation that we will run on the 27th of October. That's it for this week. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for attending.